0: Broadcasting from the Center of Oddity and the Supernatural in Central Florida. It's the History Goes Bump podcast.
1: Hello, you spectacular people. Welcome to this 388th episode of the History Goes Bump podcast. Ghost Tours for the Theater of the Mind. I'm your host, Diane. And this is Kelly. Kelly, on this episode, we have another haunted hotel. This one is located in Jefferson, Texas, and so it's named the Jefferson Hotel.
0: Well, that sounds appropriate.
1: This was suggested to us by our listener, Sandra Parr Latham, who is right now recovering from surgery, so we wish her well. Hope you're feeling better. Before we get into that, we want to welcome into the spectacular crew Leona, M, Joey, Daniel, Paul, Sandy, and Bud. Thanks for joining us in our Facebook group. And now this moment in Oddity.
0: The moment in Oddity was suggested by Victoria Howard. Erfurt is the capital of Germany's state of Thuringia. It is known for its well-preserved medieval city centers. There's something else it's known for: the Erfurt-Latrine disaster. There was a feud between Louis III, Landgrave of Thuringia, and Archbishop Conrad of Mainz that intensified in 1184. The archbishop started building a castle near the border of Thuringia, and Louis III saw it as a provocation. At the same time, King Henry VI was conducting a campaign against Poland. He had heard about the other conflict and decided that he needed to mediate a stop to the issue. He was staying in Erfurt and called for a diet between the men. He also invited several other nobles to help with the negotiations. The Diet took place on July 26, 1184 on the upper floor of the rectory at the Church of St. Peter's Monastery. This was a really old building. More than 100 men gathered on that floor and the beams began to creak beneath them. They were partially rotted and soon the upper floor fell through to the floor beneath, which also gave way. Beneath the monastery was a large bathroom with many latrines that emptied into a septic tank below that was really just a large pool full of fecal matter. The group fell through the second floor onto the latrines, which easily gave way to the pool below. Sixty people were killed in the tragedy, with most drowning in the tons of excrement that had accumulated over the years. The Archbishop Louis III and King Henry VI all managed to survive. Drowning in a pool of poo is not only completely disgusting, it certainly is odd. This History Podcast is haunted. And now, this month in history.
1: In the month of June, on the 9th, in 1893, composer and lyricist Cole Porter was born. He was born to a wealthy family in Peru, Indiana. Porter loved music, and his mother helped him pursue it. He wrote his first operetta with her help at the age of 10, and at that point he had already learned the violin and the piano. His rich grandfather paid for his schooling, which took him all the way to Yale, where he became president of the Yale Glee Club. Porter would write 300 songs while at Yale, much to his grandfather's displeasure. Granddad wanted him to become a lawyer. He moved to Paris during World War I, where he hosted scandalous parties, with recreational drugs, cross-dressing, and gay frivolity. He married a rich American divorcee while in Paris, and the couple would remain devoted to each other from their marriage in 1919 until her death in 1954. It was a marriage that worked for both of them, providing him cover for his homosexuality, and it gave her social standing and a best friend. Porter's Broadway career began in 1928 when five of his songs were used in the musical Let's Do It. His most successful musical was Kiss Me Kate in 1948, which won a Tony for Best Musical. Porter died of kidney failure in 1964 and was buried in Mount Hope Cemetery in Peru, Indiana. What's your favorite Cole Porter song? Mine is, Every Time We Say Goodbye. The Jefferson Hotel,
0: named for the city of Jefferson in Texas, has a fun history that continues on into today. From beginnings as a cotton warehouse to a speakeasy with women plying their trade to a gambling and dancing hub to a hotel full of uniquely named rooms and interesting antiques, this hotel has seen it all. And now it plays host to a variety of ghosts. Join us as we explore the history and hauntings of the Jefferson Hotel.
1: Jefferson, Texas is a really haunted city. At least that's its claim. That's not hard to believe when visiting its historic hotels. Two of the most haunted ones in the city sit right across from each other. The name of the city is, of course, for Thomas Jefferson. The city was founded in 1842 by Alan Urquhart on land ceded from the Cato tribe. The town would become a riverboat town for an unusual reason. The Red River Raft was a log jam that stretched for over 100 miles on the Red River, and it raised the level of that river as well as the Big Cypress Bayou near Jefferson. This made it possible for riverboats to travel from St. Louis, Missouri and New Orleans, Louisiana, to Jefferson. That lasted until the Army Corps of Engineers blew it loose with nitroglycerin in 1873, and the riverboat days died. Before this, Jefferson had been the sixth largest city in Texas with a population that peaked at 30,000. After the loss of Port City status, it had dropped to 3,000. Jefferson was the county seat of Marion, and this county voted for secession prior to the Civil War. Many of the men went off to fight. The Texas and Pacific Railway was built and bypassed Jefferson in the 1870s, and its glory days were officially put behind it. Don't you love how they called that log jam the Red River Raft?
0: So it was just a jam. It wasn't them floating wood for industry like down the river to utilize it.
1: No, I think this was completely natural. And can you imagine all these logs stretching for a hundred miles? You couldn't get any ship traffic through wow. there at all. Good grief! So I don't know if they just had something that came through that knocked all these trees out, and they landed in the river and just were there for years and years and years and years. Maybe a hurricane or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe interesting.
0: It was also during the late 1870s that the town got some attention because of a sensational murder trial. Abraham Rothschild was facing murder charges in the death of Diamond Bessie Moore. Moore was a working girl from New York who had made her way to Jefferson through New Orleans. She arrived in town with Rothschild on her arm, and the two claimed to be a married couple, although that was not the case. The two had met each other in Hot Springs and began traveling together. Moore was soon found murdered in the woods near Jefferson. The trial was intense and made news around the country. Rothschild was eventually found not guilty after first being found guilty and sentenced to die. He won on appeal, and the murder has never been solved. But I think we can guess what happened here by a few of the details. Rothschild bought two lunches for a picnic near Big Cypress Creek, and the couple disappeared into the fog there. Rothschild returned to town alone, and when asked about his wife, he said she was in the country visiting friends. When Moore's body was found, there were remnants of a picnic nearby. She had a gunshot wound to the head. Diane found this fun clip in the newspaper about Rothschild. The headline is Mrs. Rothschild Will Filed. The will states that no bequest is made to her son, Abe Rothschild, for the reason that he has been the cause of so much trouble to my beloved husband and myself that I have concluded to exclude him from participation in any part of my estate. Abe Rothschild, it will be remembered, was in considerable trouble. He was once indicted on a murder charge down in Texas and many Cincinnatians remember of his escapades and of the Diamond Bessie case.
1: Yeah, so Mob said, no money for you. She was very, very wealthy. He had another brother and sister, and they got everything, and he got nothing. No soup for you. <laughs> My Seinfeld reference. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is, I guess he won on appeal. I can't remember exactly why they were able to appeal it. But he had one of these defense attorneys that was able to put enough reasonable doubt into the jury's minds that somebody else had committed it, that he was able to get off. But like we wrote there, it's pretty clear what happened here. I mean, if they find her with a gunshot wound to the head and you guys have been out to a picnic, I would think you'd come running to town like, hey, we were attacked. One would think. (laughs) Not come to town and be like, oh, yeah, my wife, she's visiting friends in the country. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So clearly we know what happened here. But anyway, a few years down the road, and I guess this would be many years down the road, this older gentleman comes to town and he's got a bunch of flowers, and he asked to see Diamond Bessie's grave. And one of the townspeople took him over there, and he laid the flowers down on the grave and, you know, stood there for a while and just commented how nice it was that the townspeople had set up this nice burial for her because they actually had to buy the headstone and everything because she had no family. And a lot of people think this was him coming back to visit the grave. I don't know, out of guilt or what have you, but you can still see that today. I believe they have a fence around it now to protect it. The historic Jefferson Hotel is located at 124 West Austin Street in Jefferson, Texas, and just came under new ownership with a grand reopening in October of 2020 after major renovations. And Kelly, I have to say, these owners must have backbones of steel, because can you imagine opening a hotel in October of 2020 with a pandemic going? (laughs) Absolutely not. So good for them. You've got people who aren't really traveling, so it's a really tough time to do it. These new owners are Jeremy and Pam Jones. And the Jones are so cool. I would never have thought of going to Jefferson, Texas. But as I was reading stuff, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of haunted stuff going on here. And then I read about the stuff they've done with the hotel. And we would just go here just to go to this hotel.
0: Absolutely. And Jeremy spells his name in a cool way, too.
1: Yes, he does. (laughs) That's right up my alley, too. J-E-R-O-M-Y. So I love that, too. They embrace the ghost stories. And here are some of their themed rooms. The Egyptian room, which contains two actual antique Egyptian sarcophagi. Oh, my word. A doll room. Uh, Pass. (laughs) Yeah, pretty creepy. You want to hear what goes with that? Do you remember us watching how the Ghost Brothers and Jack Osborne have been doing that show together? I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's on Discovery Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every so often they have videos on there that they've gotten. Well, one of the videos they shared on one of the show was this doll that was in that glass container and it like moves forward. Right. I remember. It's from this room. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) A nautical room, a train room, the pride house room, the bridal suite, the honeymoon suite, a carnival room, which we're booking that one. (laughs) Bigfoot room and a mask Mardi Gras room. I think we need to stay in a different room every night. I know. I'm going to want to check out (laughs) all these. So if there's somebody staying in one of the rooms, we'll just be knocking on the door going, we're just going to come through and take some pictures if you don't mind. Do a little investigation. (laughs) And don't mind this equipment that we have with us too. They have filled the hotel with antiques, many of them very unique. A few include a rare antique cash register, a 150-year-old sun chair, movie props, a Fabergé egg, antique coffin fans, and an antique phone booth that has been wired with a camera, That is in the upstairs hallway so that guests can watch people up there and scare them by talking to them. Oh my word. (laughs) That is right up my alley. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Can you imagine people walk down the hall and all of a sudden they hear boo. (laughs) Just adds to the ambiance. Yeah. So that's really cool. You've got these owners that embrace the ghost stories. They've set up these cool rooms. They have cool and odd antiques. And on top of that, it gets even better. They own a company that runs out of the hotel called Paranologies, which combines the paranormal with technology. So you know how we have our local ghost stop here? I'm sure most of you guys who are paranormal investigators have heard of them. They're in the next city over from us. They create their own equipment. Well, that's what Jeremy does, too. That is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So he's creating paranormal investigation equipment. When you stay there, they let you use as much of the equipment as you want. And then if you want to buy some of it, you can do that, too. That's rad. I, I just love, love it. it. We need yep. to go there.
0: <laughs> the cotton industry really exploded in the 1850s, and with the ease of shipping out of Jefferson, a cotton warehouse was needed. That building would eventually become the Jefferson Hotel when the shipping industry was crushed by the destroyed logjam. This obviously took a lot of renovating to turn the warehouse into a hotel, and long verandas were built around the second floor of the building. Most of the histories we read had this change coming in the 1870s, which would coincide with the port failure. The real question is, when was this a hotel and when was it a brothel? The ladies here were called good-time girls, and they advertised their wares from the veranda. (laughs) Yoo-hoo!
1: And you just can only imagine, what were those wares they were advertising?
0: (laughs) As the country moved into Prohibition, the Jefferson Hotel kept its wayward ways and opened a speakeasy they called the Crystal Palace. Ragtime tunes were pounded out in the ballroom while couples danced and gamblers tried their hands at cards.
1: And seeing that name, the Crystal Palace, uh, I'm sure that is nothing like the Crystal Palace that's at the Magic Kingdom here. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) And what's interesting, I wonder where they got that name from. I don't know if it would have been named for the Crystal Palace that the Crystal Palace at the Magic Kingdom is modeled after. And that was the one in New York at the World's Fair where they had all the different inventions they were showing off. It was made all out of glass and really cool building. From that point up until 2020 with our new owners, we don't know much about the ownership. There's just not a lot of that historical information out there. I don't know if it's lost, if nobody's really looked it up. We can guarantee, based on the reviews we've read from recent visits, this is a hotel perfect for the crew. There are fun, old, and odd things to observe, as you've heard, and there's plenty of spirits. Like so many other old homes and hotels, cigar smoke is smelled here. And, of course, the hotel is smoke-free, so where that would be coming from... Well, unless somebody's got a cigar in their room, where else would that be coming from? My mom had me create this little wall plaque.
0: And it was because some guests that they had that would stay with them periodically throughout the year. The husband would always go into the bathroom and smoke, even though he wasn't supposed to. He would sneak (laughs) it. So she had me create a plaque that said, if you're smoking in this house, you better be on fire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did he ever light up again after that? I don't
0: recall. I don't think he did. And she literally hung it in the bathroom.
1: I'm sure when he saw it, he went, oh, <laughs> Whoops. it was a really cute plaque. <laughs> it's just so funny because it's like you don't think they're going to notice that you've been smoking just because you're in know. the bathroom. They have fans in the bathrooms, but they're not that good. Mysterious knocks are heard on the walls and headboards. Water turns itself on and off in the rooms. And there are the typical issues with the doors locking and unlocking themselves. Guests and employees all report experiences.
0: Michael was a former desk clerk, and he became so terrified one night that he ran out of the hotel. And when you hear what happened to him, you'll not blame him. Michael was responsible for locking up. He was locking up the last area, which was a longer dark hallway. Just as he locked the last door, all of the doors in the hallway started slamming open and closed. These were the doors he had already locked. Things got worse. The lights started flashing on and off, and there was more. The sounds of furniture dragging started coming from the rooms, and then he heard disembodied footsteps. That was enough for him, and he ran outside to wait for his ride. We'd love to know if the doors were locked again in the morning.
1: Yeah, you never get to hear that stuff after you hear these stories. Like, when you guys went in the next day, what did you find? Were the doors just all left open, or were they all locked up tight? We need the follow-up people. Come on. Yeah, because then you're going to have people going, uh, Michael, were you uh, nipping on the bottle a little bit while you were working? <laughs> Did you smell burning toast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it wouldn't be like, did you smell cigar smoke? It'd be like, do you smell burning toast? Former manager Alicia Montgomery told the News Journal, I was a pretty big skeptic when I first came along. I know there are things that are unexplainable that happen in the hotel. I've been the only one at the hotel with no employees and no guests, and the front switchboards on the front desk light up like rooms are talking to each other. Dishes have been moving. I haven't seen them, but you hear them clinking. Our payphone in the hall rings. Televisions are turned on and off. I've seen things fall with no one around them. Things happen all the time. One of the named spirits
0: here is the Vanishing Man. This is a tall man dressed in high boots and a long coat. The main place he is seen is room five, and he was seen first by a child. He's the most reliable ghost, showing up in several rooms where he either just stands around or sits for a spot. Some guests have seen him walking in the hallway and assume that he is a guest until he disappears through a door or wall. Other really well-known specters here are the mill children. One child appears as a girl aged around seven wearing a pinafore, which is sometimes called a penny. These are those aprons that are worn over dresses that have holes for the arms and an open back. The other is a boy about the same age who wears knee-length breeches. No one knows for sure their origin, but they probably didn't die here when it was a hotel. So they more than likely worked in the cotton warehouse and died in some kind of industrial accident. They are highly spirited and heard laughing in the hallways and they love to chase each other into rooms. They are pranksters who like to steal items as well. They really like keys and they love pennies and marbles. So if you're investigating, make sure to bring some of those with you. They also will turn the lights on and off. And these sound just like my fun type of spirits. I love having experiences with little kids.
1: I know we always have really good interactions. So I think we're going to do that here. And I know you're going to bring all kinds of fun stuff. And I'm thinking about that rubberized ball you have that has the spikes coming out of it that lights up all the different colors when you bounce it around. Oh, yeah. The light up ball that I bring to SeaWorld. Yeah. For the dolphins to look at and stuff. Yeah. The harbor seals love them too. Yeah. So I have a feeling the kids would really like those too. Well, I'll definitely bring it. Jody Breckenridge is the former manager of the Jefferson Hotel and current operator of historical Jefferson Ghost Tours and she says of the children ghosts, when people tell me that they've seen them I'll ask before I say anything what do they look like what are they wearing just to compare stories to see if everyone is seeing the same thing it's always a little girl and little boy seven to eight years old they always describe her as wearing the pinafore white leotard and black high top button boots. They say he has on knee britches. It's not fancy clothes. It's just what children would be wearing every day. And of course, that's every day back in the Victorian era. So that's Correct. very interesting. Yep. Housekeeper Denise Gars said of the children ghosts, you can turn off a light and we'll turn on again when you walk away. But when you walk back to turn it off, it will switch off by itself. But they'll behave when I tell them to. Sometimes I'll just say, all right, children, enough is enough. And they'll stop.
0: A couple passing room 12 noticed that they could see a light coming from under the door and they noticed what appeared to be a shadow passing through the light. They were unnerved as they knew they were the only people staying in the hotel that night. The apparition of a thin woman with blonde hair has been seen in room 12 many times. A man staying in that room felt a caressing up and down his legs throughout the night. So we have a little bit of a flirty ghost.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wonder what his wife thought when he told her the next day, something was (laughs) caressing my legs and it wasn't you. She slaps him on the cheek. (laughs) How (laughs) How dare dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Then there's room 19. If you want to book a fun room, this one is for you. Synthrax wrote on TripAdvisor. Most people who we've met staying here come for the paranormal experiences. The historic Jefferson Hotel never disappoints. Room 19, wow. We had two in the bed and two on the floor sleeping. I got the floor the first night, and everyone had experiences. The floor planks by my head were moving, creaking, etc. when footsteps walked right beside my head, and that's in all caps. I swore our friends had gotten up to go to the bathroom, but they had not moved once they got under the covers. They were experiencing their own unique fun with the ghosts. They said they felt like they were surrounded by people who kept crowding in more and more, shaking the bed from side to side bumping it harder every now and then. In the bathroom, after taking a bath, you'll see a message in the mirror. It hasn't changed in years, and I've tried to rub it out as well as write other messages, various methods, on it to see if they'll show up with steam. Nope. Room 19
0: is thought to be the haunt of Our Lady in White because that's where her bed is located today. The Lady in White is thought to be Lydia Grisby, who was left on the day of her wedding by her fiancé. She hanged herself either in Room 12 or Room 14 from a 12 foot high headboard on the bed. It is thought in 1912. Some believe she may have been pregnant and that's why she was so distraught. This female ghost appears in a white bridal gown and has blonde hair. She usually is floating above the ground and appears most often to men who are alone. She's not only seen in room 19 with the bed, but she also appears in several other areas of the hotel.
1: Judy's mirror used to find its home in room 19, but now it sits in room 17. There seems to be the spirit of a teen girl attached to this mirror. The legend behind her claims that she was a worker at the hotel when it was a bordello. A client stabbed her and left her to die in the bathtub. When guests take showers and the mirror steams up, she will leave messages in the mirror. Sometimes her spirit is seen in the reflection. The words she writes are usually either cries for help or sometimes they are warnings. The name Judy has shown up a few times, which is where the mirror gets its name. And now the main reason why we picked to do this location and why Sandra had suggested it to us is she had posted an article in the Spooktacular crew that just came out last month in regards to the mirror at this hotel. So
0: this was in May of 2021 and an article on KTEM News revealed that a couple staying in room 17 left in such a hurry that they left their items behind. The couple had stayed at the hotel in March and claimed to see two messages written in the fog of the mirror that was created when they took a shower. They saw the first one while they were still in the shower. It read, you must leave. One of them got out and wiped off the mirror a bit unnerved, but assumed it was something a previous guest had left behind to spook them. They got back in the shower and when they were finished and finally got out for good, they were stunned to see a new message on the mirror. Get out. Clearly, this was not something a previous guest had left. The couple locked the bathroom door before closing it and dressed quickly. They then fled to the front desk where they checked out. The time was around 1 a.m. The staff of the hotel decided to document everything in a video, and you can clearly see Get Out written on the mirror. But it's weird because it doesn't look like something that would be written with a finger. It's too thin for
1: that. So Kelly, what I've done is I've posted the whole video up in the show notes if people want to watch that. But as I was watching the video, I grabbed a couple of screenshots and I've got those posted in the show notes and I'll also put those up on Instagram so people can see those. So this first one here is the picture of the steamed up mirror with Get Out written on it. And as you described, it doesn't look like, you know, when people write with their finger on a foggy mirror, they pull the water away, the water drips down. It definitely
0: looks creepy. It's really thin in appearance and it's really
1: white. Yeah, it looks like somebody took something white and wrote on the mirror in this very thin, graggly Yeah, it's not print. even nice printed. It, it looks very crazy. And a lot of it is like dripping down and not just dripping down a little bit, like really long drips. So it was almost like what I would envision is you taking a paintbrush with a lot of white paint on it and writing on this and then the paint is just dripping down.
0: And then in another photo, there are, almost appears to be a third head between the two employees who made the video.
1: So now you and I need to go back and look at this video because when you look at the screenshot that I have here, pareidolia, we're always making faces out of things. When you look at this, you can kind of see a face that would be between these two employees that are on the outer edge and you could see the get out on the mirror in front of them. But then when you were looking at it, you thought... Right, I to
0: me, I'm just wondering if there's a door behind them. In between the two of them
1: because it kind of does look like the outside of a doorway and since there's no lights on you can't see what's behind them you can kind of make out the wallpaper at the very top so it does kind of look like there's a doorway but it still looks like there's a head in the middle of that doorway (laughs) it does so it's it's just weird so we'll put those up on instagram see what you guys have to uh, think about that we also have the link to the show notes you can go and look at the video if you want to the employees tried to fog up the mirror and take pictures again the next day, but this time there was no message on the mirror, which makes you wonder, did somebody go in there and clean the mirror really good? And that's why they didn't see any other message. Where did that message go? Well, it seems like it just comes and goes based upon
0: yeah. what TripAdvisor reviewers say. Exactly. They'll get a message one day and then no message the next. Mm-hmm.
1: Some other couples had stayed in that room previously, and they claimed that they watched as the word help was written across the fog on the mirror. Then the word Judy was written. Then murder appeared written backwards. (laughs) That's not creepy at all. Yeah, so as if this stuff isn't creepy enough, then you've got that. And I don't know what those look like because we don't have pictures. Red rum, red rum. But here's the thing that would be very interesting to know with our investigator minds and our skeptical minds. I'd want to see, are all of these images looking the same?
0: Exactly, like the same type of print, you mean?
1: Yeah, Yeah, so if you've got a ghost that's doing this... I would think it would appear the same all the time. Exactly. So if it's coming up as all different kinds of ways, then it's like, "Mm, maybe somebody is playing games here. Also, there was this entry into the journal kept at the front desk about paranormal experiences in Room 17 on December 20th, 2014. Everyone took a shower before me and only whenever I showered, Get Out appeared on the mirror. So somebody didn't like that person. Clearly, the next morning there was nothing. We turned the heater off and throughout the night it would be scorching hot and then freezing cold. Now, of course, when it gets freezing cold, you got to assume that you've got a ghost nearby. I don't know why all of a sudden it would be scorching hot. That journal that it's talking about, they used to have journals that were kept up at the front desk, but apparently the previous owner took those with them, didn't bother to leave those behind, which is a shame. Oh, no. Because I don't know what they're going to do with them unless they're writing a book or something. You should have left them. But the new owners have started new journals, so they will have some stories up there. But you're not going to get all these that are dated for, you know, the previous decades.
0: The new owners have had their own experiences already. Jeremy's father, Richard Jones, was staying at the hotel to help with the remodel, and he told the Marshall News Messenger, I was walking out of the kitchen one day and heard a loud crash as I got into the ballroom area. I walked back into the kitchen and a big heavy tray of about 50 pieces or more of silverware had been knocked off the counter and onto the floor. I tried to explain it away by saying, maybe the air conditioner kicked
1: on and pushed it off, but it was heavy so I don't know how it could have happened. Jeremy was cleaning up in room 15 when he had a surprising experience. He picked up an item at the end of the bed and glanced at the other side of the bed as he stood up. A red-haired little boy popped his head up on the other side of the bed. I would have loved it if he would have said he said boo. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy was slightly startled, but he quietly backed out of the room and shut the door. His wife Pam said, we've heard children laughing and talking, footsteps, things like that. But one of the best things we were able to catch on camera was when my friend came here to visit us. She was walking down the hall upstairs, was taking photos, and she aimed the camera down the hall and caught a silhouette walking from the hall through the wall into the stairwell like it was heading downstairs. Her iPhone camera was on the live setting, so it does a few seconds of live video before each photograph, and you see the silhouette clearly moving through the wall. Now she doesn't want to come back to stay. (laughs) Oh, man, that'd make me want to come back and live there. (laughs) I know. I'm like, well, you caught some amazing evidence you should want to go back. I just love, I mean, this is room 15. So we've heard room 12, 17, 19, 15. So there's a lot of stuff going on in this hotel.
0: And other than, you know, some messages on the mirror, it doesn't sound like anything is menacing
1: or or dark in any way. Nobody's talking about getting slapped or scratched at the most, a little caressing. Ew. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) along those lines, if this had been a brothel before. This is true. That would really match up with that too. Hence why the wife slapped her husband's face (laughs) when he told her about that story. I guess she'd really be angry if he left like a $100 bill sitting on the dresser as they walked out.
0: Another haunted hotel in town is the Con Hotel that sits across the street, and it is said that there is a cowboy ghost with black hair that crosses back and forth across the street between the two hotels. The Con used to be a saloon, so this seems to be a shared spirit. There are many haunts in this small town. Is the Jefferson Hotel one of those haunted places? That, that is, is for you to, to decide.
1: decide. Well, we definitely have this on our list. If you Google pictures of the interior of the hotel, I'll see if I can find some of those pictures to put up on Instagram too. The rooms look so cool. I can't wait. <laughs> I wish we could attach it to our New Orleans trip coming up. Yeah, I mean, these people clearly fell in love with this hotel and have made it their own and just really embraced the whole thing about it. And I've heard it's a really cute town to visit, too, with all the old stuff that they've got there and so many historic buildings. I think we'll really enjoy it. We want to encourage you guys to check out our website at HistoryGoesBump.com. And if you want to send us some feedback, you can do that at HistoryGoesBump at gmail.com. Did you see that Suzanne Silk said in The Spooktacular Crew that the Swedish word for bat is flatter which is literally <laughs> flappy mouth?
0: I did. I thought it was so funny. Flappy mouse. That's a pretty good description. But the the word itself is
1: (laughs) a mouthful. And it's funny. Yeah, I just I love that flappy mouse because I love bats. They're one of my spirit animals. So Karen wrote us to suggest a location in Farmington, Utah called the Lagoons Pioneer Village. So it sounds like another cool place to check out an old amusement park. Excellent. You gotta love it when those places are haunted. Very, very (laughs) creepy. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Kelly. You take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is been brought to you by our executive producers. Join me in the cemetery by becoming an executive producer. You can join on Patreon or PayPal. Check out the support the show tab on the website for more information.
0: And Louis III thought it as a provocation. <laughs> Kelly just slapped herself. <laughs> Trying to get my mouth to work.
1: Does that usually help? Slapping I don't know. Head? We'll see.
0: <laughs> that remains to be seen. And Louis III saw it as a provo- provocation. 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 It's like a stuck record.
1: Maybe that's why you slapped yourself, because that's what you do to a record if it was stuck. Hit side of the turntable.
0: <laughs> and Louis III saw it as a provocation. The group fell through the second floor onto the latrines, which easily gave way to the pool below. I'm trying to get through this.
1: <laughs> you can do it. You have a strong stomach. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> well, she almost made it, folks. Round two. <laughs> yeah, we already tried to record this and it didn't record. So here we go again. Jefferson was the county seat of Mary. Mar- Mar- Marion was locking up the last area,
0: which was a long, longer, longer burger. It's, it's, a, it's lang- a longer game. burger basket.
1: Yeah. Longer, <laughs> howie. A rared, a rared, a rared, a rared-haired.
0: Bity bity